everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And today we are back with our final segment of Coach's Corner ahead of the 2024 season. We are so excited to be joined by Florida head coach Jenny Rowland, who is going into her ninth season with the Gators. Florida has finished the last two seasons ranked second. So this is definitely a team that's hungry to win another NCAA title and can never be counted out. Jenny joins us to talk about what fans can expect from her team this season, including a very large six-person freshman class. She gives us a few injury updates, and she also talks about the athletes that she sees stepping up this season, and many, many more things. So we hope you all enjoy our conversation with Jenny Rowland. So we've seen some highlights from your team, from all the inner squads that you guys have been doing, and the team looks amazing. But I just wanted to get your perspective on how preseason went and how you think the team looks. It's been a crazy preseason in in our world. Um, first, um, I think you all probably know we have six freshmen. Yes, they bring so much youth and excitement and joy and uh, you know into <laughs> into practice and training. So that's been really fun to have them, you know, in here. And okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? So they're eager. They're hungry. Um, they all knew that they were coming in as like the number one recruiting class and they continued to show us that they don't want to let any of the Gator fans down. So, um, they really, uh, have been extremely intentional. Um, and you know, the upperclassmen that we have on the team have done a phenomenal job of, um, teaching them and showing them, you know, what that looks like. Um, with that preseason, the craziness continues, um, in that I was out of the country for a couple weeks and Owen was out of the country for a couple weeks. So, so he was with Leanne. I was with Anya. Um, I'm extremely grateful. We have this new assistant coach, uh, this position. Um, so we've got Jeremy in the gym all the time. We had Trinity in the gym all the time, which has been really fun too. So, um, we all knew that, you know, everybody was in good hands and, you know, we were going to continue on as we normally would, but, um, it's just been really different. Uh, it's been a lot, but a lot of really good new exciting opportunities across the board shout out to jeremy and trinity for holding down the fort most definitely shouting (laughs) out great job jeremy and trin (laughs) like you mentioned you guys have lost some of really talented athletes from last year's roster trinity thomas being one of them also kayla DiCello, who's deferring to train for the olympics When you lose a group like that, that's so integral to the team's success in terms of what they bring on the gymnastics floor, and also, I guess, potentially off the gymnastics floor as well, does that change the team dynamic at all? Um, It most certainly does. And I have to say, it's not anything we're not not used to. (laughs) So every year, um, you know, it's... I I look at it as my freshman year every season that begins because, and and that's what I tell our team, you know, when our sophomores come in, when our new juniors come in, when our new juniors uh, come in, when our freshmen come in, everybody's different than they were last year. It does. I, the same core, you know, foundation is there from freshman to your senior year, but you're not the same person that you were from, you know, freshman to senior year. So every year, I think it's really important that our staff and 
all of us together as a team really get to know and understand the needs of each individual, um, just like we did the year before, because things may have changed a little bit. And you know what, you mature in different ways, and you grow in different ways, and you lead in different ways. And then, okay, how do we, um, how do we highlight that and make that, you know, even more, you know, and so um, I think that's what makes it really exciting, you know, to being a college coach is that no two years are ever the same. And um, the fact that our core foundation, you know, is still around and still here, they understand the Gator way, you know, and they're able to help lead and develop the freshmen. So really they're taking ownership of this program and we're just here to help, you know, guide, direct, you know, herd cats, you know, when we need to, but um, really, you know, just help them, you know, be the best uh, individuals that they can be. I wanted to ask you about some specific athletes, starting with Victoria Wen. She got a 10 on vault in one of your most recent inner squads and is like lighting the gymnastics world on fire. Yes. (laughs) It's so good. And everyone is like freaking out for good reason. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then she's doing all the other events as well. So um, I guess what have you seen from her in preseason and what are your hopes for her? Um, you know what? I'm always going to knock on wood. You know, I don't, I'm not superstitious, um, but I'm a little stitious. I like to say that I'm a little stitious, not superstitious. Um, no, but truly, um, B has had a healthy preseason and I don't know if in her career she's ever been able to say that. So I really think, um, that that plays a huge role, you know, in where she is, but I think, the biggest piece is that V believes in herself and has grown, her confidence has grown so much that, um, you know, when she steps out with this team, like she's leading this team. And if anybody didn't know better, you would have thought she'd been here since she was a freshman. Um, so really within a year um, time frame, year and a half time frame, it's been so fun fun's not the right adjective it's it's been really rewarding to see her be able to you know feel good about herself and take ownership and love what she's doing and have that success on top of it so really um just wanting the best for her this this senior year Mm-hmm. And it seems that her vault has gotten, I mean, hopefully, I guess we'll see how the season goes, but more consistent. I know last year she was kind of struggling a little bit with it. <laughs> she was struggling. It was due. She was unsure. And yes, I mean, she's been doing them since, you know, September, October. So she's in a really good spot. I'm excited for her. <laughs> I'm also excited for Morgan Hurd. She's healthy. As it, it seems at least she's healthy. We've seen her on bars, beam. She's doing double layouts on floor. Talk about Morgan, how she's doing and your expectations for her this season. Um, you know what? Morgan's rocking it. And uh, Morgan, this is really like Morgan's like sophomore year. Last year was her freshman year. I, I like to look at it that way. Um, her just really figuring things out. I know she was here as a freshman you know, during the competition season, but she wasn't able to participate. So really being able to go through a year, you know, doing gymnastics, going to classes, you know, being a student athlete and, you know, figuring out more about her and her passion, you know, outside of the gym and who she is. It's, it's, it's been great to see her smile and, you know, be happy. 
Um, so for her to be healthy, I'm knocking if you can't hear me. Um, <laughs> we <really> are too. <laughs> <laughs> has been um, a joy to see her day in and day out, you know, in the gym, being able to put in the work um, and feeling good about herself. She's strong. She's so strong. Um, she's confident. And we've made a few tweaks. I think you've seen some of the videos, you know, on beam, yep. you know, Flora, she really wants to compete that double layout. Um, we'll see if that's a great idea every Friday night. Not so sure, but um, to be determined. And then bars, um, she's really, uh, I think still, we're, we're, we're just trying to ease into bars and making sure we're not compromising, you know, anything um, about her for beam and floor. Um, but bars is going really well. So really happy to see her step up. And I mean, just in the inner squads that we've had, she just lights up the room. So I can't, I can't wait for everybody to be able to watch her, but more than anything, I can't wait for her to be proud of herself and do gymnastics, knowing what she knows she's capable of doing. This is going to be her year. I can just feel it. It It is going to be her year. Even just seeing her training, I'm like, yes, praise the gym gods. <laughs> yes, most definitely. <laughs> and then Ellie Lazari. So you only had her doing beam last year, but she seems to be back doing all around. How excited are you to have her back in the all around mix? Oh, thrilled. Um, last year, it was just, it was a little bit slower process. Um, and you know what? Every every athlete recovers from injuries a little bit different. And uh, it's really important that coaches listen to their athletes and, you know, make sure we can move at the same pace. And, um, you know, just to get Ellie's confidence back in her gymnastics last year by doing beam, um, that's what she was comfortable with. That's what she felt good with. So, you know what, that's what was most important. And, you know, since then she's, she's just been, you know, let's go gung ho. I'm ready for everything. Um, so she, um, is can, will, should, you know, all those adjectives, um, be, be in our lineups. Um, we're a better team. We're a better team with Ellie Lazari and uh, in the all around. So um, really just being mindful of her journey and her um, process, because everybody's process is a little bit different. Um, you know what, and just reminding, you know, her and everybody else, something we talk a lot about is just allowing yourself some grace, because not having competed so much, you know, into competing everything, there's going to be some some bumps in the road. And you know what, that's okay. And that's just part of the process. And she's ecstatic to get back out on the competition floor and compete more than beam I can't wait for everybody to see her floor routine oh my gosh I know I'm so excited <laughs> cannot She's wait beautiful I have to ask about Riley McCusker she posted a photo on her Instagram a week ago a little yeah. over a week ago um she had a boot on and she basically said something to the effect of see you next year is it safe to assume that she's out for the season or did she mean next year as in like a couple weeks? <laughs> the gymnastics world is like, please let this be like a, a New Year's, like right around the corner joke. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it's not an April Fool's joke. Um, and yes, she, um, my, my heart is broken and uh, she is out for the season. And I, I always look at the and, uh, 
and knowing that she still has two more years following. So, you know, um, it's those injuries that happen like right on that bubble that don't allow them to have that extra year to compete. So um, I guess I got to look at that. And we're fortunate enough that she will be able to have two more years should she um, choose to. Um, she's in very good spirits. And um, all I can say is um, she is one of the most passionate and dedicated team members um, on this team. And she always goes above and beyond what it is to meet the Gator gymnast and whatever that support looks like for our team from her, uh, she's going to give 110%. So, well, we're wishing her a speedy recovery. Thank you so much. Um, Leanne has a big year ahead, obviously NCAA (laughs) season right around the corner, and then she's trying to make an Olympic team. So how do you manage her body during the season? So that way she can be successful in both areas. Um, that's a great question. And this is like a new road, a new path. Um, and the yeah, so you guys at Florida are becoming like college and elite coaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and really Trinity kind of started that path and it's crazy. Her path of being on the national team to what it is now. Trin, Trin went to um, training camps, you know, in between, in the middle of our season, yeah. you know, to be part of the national team. And now uh, NCAA athletes are exempt. Thank you, you know, um, from during our season, you know, from going to, to camp. So um, it is, it's an evolution and I'm really excited to see these young women, you know, this is what they want to do. They've proven that they can do both. So why not give them the shot? So they've been successful, both NCAA and USAG. We've seen that. Yeah. Um, so uh, Leanne looked so good last year. Like you just never know, like coming off of a college season, how they're going to look yeah. in the league. But Leanne looked better than ever last year. Like doing her best this really. past season. Yeah. Best yeah. 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 Really best gymnastics and her just taking ownership. Like she's just exuding confidence. She's exuding, you know what? She's not letting anything stand in her way. And um, it really, it's been really fun to be uh, by her side and helping her pave this new path. Um, So what, what is this year in NCAA going to look like for her? That's a great question. And it's something that we as coaches, we told her we're committed to working with her throughout this process. And that communication piece is key. How are you feeling? What do you need? Um, There are weeks that, you know, we'd love for her to compete all around. And then there are weeks that, you know, hey, let's just do bars and beam or just beam or just bars. I think it's been more helpful though for her competing in USAG having competed so much in NCAA the more you compete the better you get at it so I think that's kind of helped her also you know so keeping her you know in the lineups on certain events and you know committed to trying upgrades we I mean we're working new skills and we're working skills that she wants to compete for next summer. It's not going to all be together, but there's going to be new things in her routines on certain weekends that, um, you know, will just allow her to, you know, set her up for success for, you know, the summer. So um, yeah, are we going to take some dings here and there? It's very possible and it's likely it's likely. And at the same time, 
um, she's committed, we're committed to, you know, working alongside each other and, you know, doing, you know, what's best for her. So mm-hmm. can I ask for floor? So last, so I keep saying last season, this past elite season, she did the double layout on floor and like came out of nowhere. No one was expecting it. And it was amazing. Um, any chance that we'll see that in college for her opening pass this year? Or not sure yet. Uh, let me just say, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I vote for the double layout. I um, do too. <laughs> <laughs> really, um, it's funny because I was actually talking to Trinity this morning and she's like, yeah, Leanne has like 10 routines in her mind that she could do. And I'm like, 10? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I believe it. Um, she does. She can do just about every single pass. She's one of the very few that, I mean, has the ability to like twist and flip and both and yeah. you know everything so um yeah before you got on the call we were just talking like she has so many passes that she's capable of doing it's oh, crazy it's crazy like between double arabian and double double and yeah. she showed a double double in a layout position and mm-hmm. double layout and yes that did come out of nowhere she's like i want to learn that <laughs> and honest to goodness within like two weeks she was doing it i'm like okay like it's easy (laughs) like it's like it's nothing you know but she you know her two and a half punch front full and I mean she has she has a variety of skills and it's okay what's going to be the best fit for her the most confident the least amount of deductions and the high start value so we we've got a we've got things to work with and really trying to upgrade her dance you know on on top of that also so um, you may see a very different Florentine every single weekend in NCAA <laughs> for those weekends that she's competing for that fact. <laughs> Fun. Well, you're going to keep us on our toes. We love it. <laughs> you know what? She's going to keep us on our toes too. Cause she's the one she's like, Oh, I think I want to do this today. And you know what? When she takes ownership, when she's like, Hey, I can do this then. Okay. Let's go. You mentioned the freshmen and the energy they bring. They're the number one incoming freshman class extremely extremely talented talk about them and what their strengths are and what they bring to this team wow okay um (laughs) the love of gymnastics their love for their gators their eagerness and want to be a part of something bigger themselves just is like so mind-blowing to me how they came in and just really set the standard um they they want to compete they want to be successful um and they want to prove they want to prove a point (laughs) so you know what um they are going to get all of those wishes and um i i feel really good that um you know there is going to be a lot of success um, with that youth, um, we all know comes, you know, more bumps and you know what, that's quite okay because it's all part of the process and, you know, they're young, um, freshman year, you know, by the time they're a sophomore, junior, senior, they're just going to have that experience under their belt, um, where they know how to handle certain situations and just be able to step up and, you know, take ownership and, and go. Are there any of them that you think will make an immediate impact in any lineups? I'm actually, this is not a bad thing. I'm just thinking, I don't think any of them will not be competing. Honestly. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, All six. I mean, I could see and Anya and and all around, I could see 
Well, come on, you, you gotta have Danny in Floraball. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, um, you have to. <laughs> you have to. Um, I I have to say, Skyler has is is one not a surprise, but to see her come in the gym every day and be a steady Eddie, consistent, hard worker, just very intentional. Any any correction you give her, it's Okay, and then makes it and then remembers it forever, you know, and I'm like, wow, so awesome. Um, really, she's she's going to be just that solid competitor that we know she's going to get up there and hit every single time, every single time, no doubt. Um, and then we've got um, little Alyssa um, from Miami that um, I think is going to wow people on bars and beam. And then we've got um, Red, um, a.k.a. Kaylee, that's her real name, but Red, <laughs> um, everybody knows which one Red will be, um, is just a super sassy and fiery and um, is really just going to bring a lot of smiles to people's faces. She's already caught my eye in preseason videos. Like, she's so talented, and I feel like kind of came out of nowhere I feel like like, (laughs) in her level 10 career I didn't really like hear too much about her but then seeing videos I'm like wow she's really talented she's been working so hard and you know what NCAA you all know it's all about execution 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 and this freshman group I mean that's the biggest challenge you know coming with six it's like all right ready you know I'm throwing everything at you and you've got to remember everything and um you know what they've made great strides um I'm really excited for everybody to see Gabby Desidore. Mm-hmm. Um, just bars is so dynamic and so swingful and beautiful and aggressive. And I just love a, an aggressive bar team. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then, I mean, she's training, she's starting to train beam and running. And so we're really, really grateful and excited to see her um, out on the competition floor this year. With Danny Ferris, can I ask for an update? Because I know everyone on Twitter was freaking out because she had like a cast or something on her hand. What's the she status? Did. What's the status on her? She did. And um I um talked to her today, so I have her permission <laughs> before I came on with you all. And she's like, Jenny, it's not that big a deal. Um, I think she was more embarrassed than anything. She um fell off her scooter and oh. um, had a little had a little uh, something to her thumb. Um, so she's in a cast for four weeks. So at the end of this month, she'll be reevaluated. And, you know, she should be back in the lineup, hopefully mid-January, if not end of January. But um, it's really going to take her a day or two to get that uh, dust off of her. And she's going to be golden, um, especially on vault and floor. Yeah. Well, we're glad so- to hear that it's not anything serious. Thank you. Uh, and yeah. she will and she will be careful, more careful on her scooter going forward, I imagine. <laughs> yes. It was it was yeah, you know what? Yeah, lesson learned. Oh. It happens a lot with with gymnasts. It's not always the gymnastics injuries, it's something completely unrelated to gymnastics. I know. I know. <laughs> and those are the ones that just make your tummy turn, but yeah. yeah. <sighs> so is there anyone else in preseason that we haven't already talked about that you want to mention? Someone that's kind of caught your eye or you think might surprise people? Did I talk about Sloan Blakely? No, no. we did not. We got to talk about her. <laughs> I I think um Sloan Blakely um 
has the ability to make a really great splash this year um and all around just yeah i'm i'm putting that out in the universe yeah uh, i'm manifesting that uh for sure now her first pass on floor i saw a video is she not doing the double arabian anymore or did i like or is it jake that up or is it just because it was an inner squad me i wasn't sure if you were just nope. like nope nope we went out of bounds way too many times okay that's fair that's fair <laughs> so we are now in bounds and doing front to double pike and it's lovely and inbounds and solid and strong. And her routine is so fun and sassy and um, personable. Um, it will most definitely be a fan favorite, which is crazy because I'd say most of our routines, the majority of our routines are very, are more soft. I noticed that. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, that's just the type of athletes and dancers that we have on the team right now. Um, but then you've got um, Red, mm -hmm. and then you have Sloan, you know, that kind of stand apart from everybody else. Um, so they'll be, uh, they'll definitely be fan favorites. What is your, um, I guess, opinion on the team's biggest strength? And then maybe like, I don't want to say a weakness, but maybe an area where you think they can improve. And that could be in terms of an event, or it can be, I guess, an outside challenge or, you know, whatever you see fit, but a strength yeah. or weakness. Well, initially, I think it could be both. The strength would be a large freshman class and the strength could be, or the weakness could be a large freshman class. Mm -hmm. Really, the large freshman class, again, they they really have that youthfulness of them and that desire to push. Not to say that our upperclassmen doesn't, but you know what? On the days when you're feeling a little bit older, you know, here and there, the freshmen just remind you, hey, I'm right here. Um, and you know, help push you a little bit more. Um, and at the same time, you know, that could be um a weakness. I don't see it as a weakness. I see it as part of the process. Mm -hmm. Um and yet um all six of them have that ability to be in lineups. That could be a lot of routines. I mean, if you have like Anya potentially in four events, you have Skylar in two or three events, you have Danny in two events, you have uh, Red in two events, you have Alyssa in two events, you have Gabby in one. That's a lot of routines. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is really exciting. Um, and really, this team has just embraced them and, um, it's just, it's made for new dynamics, you know, to this team, but um, really, really fun. I want to ask about just what it's like competing in the SEC conference where there's not many weeks that you could consider down weeks. Like some conferences have, you know, one or two maybe down weeks and you guys don't really get that in the SEC. So how do you go about that even with making your lineups and just, you know, dealing with the fact that the team constantly has to be on? Yeah, no, there are zero down weeks. Um, forgive my ignorance on like, I don't know what all team, like the top poll, the poll just came out and what the SEC, what the lowest ranked team is still is not low by any means. No, yeah, um, no. I'm going to look because I'm curious, but really, um, and especially on the road, you, you've got to elevate that. You've got to be better, you know, than that opponent on the road to get that road win. Um, so I always say there's no down weeks, um, as far as creating and molding those lineups, um, it is something that this team really has 
come to understand and um, just truly believe that you need to be ready every single weekend whenever your name is called. Um, and if you're training two events, you need to be ready to go on two events. So the more availability, the better. And the more availability, the more we can, you know, shuffle around lineups and play uh, other players. So, you know what, on any given meet, we will call eight athletes on each event. And then really the best six who warm up, those are the ones um, that are going to compete that weekend. By the way, your entire conference is in the top 20. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And you're the yeah. only conference that has every That's single crazy. team in the top 20. So it's, it, but it is, it's, it there, it's good. It's hard. It's challenging. And that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. <laughs> gymnastics is all about, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What about team goals for the season? Ooh, team goals. I think, I think we're, you know what, we're achieving, we're creating, you know, what first goal is to, you know, come together, you know, as a new year, as a team and figure each other out and understand and, you know, respect and have that commitment for each other to where, you know what, at any given day, we're going to have each other's backs. And that's been really fun. That's always um, fun and challenging to develop. Um I'll say that. And then the second piece, really just making those memories and making the most of, of those memories. That's something that um, I, I like to talk about being mindful a lot, being intentional, being mindful and just being mindful. You know what? That you're never going to get this day again and to make the very most of it and to cherish these these moments, you know, those laughs, those those joys, those little wins here and there. So that's, that's all part of the journey. Um, and you know what? On top of that, for everybody to be a healthy, that's a team goal, <laughs> you know, to the best of their ability, um, to compete without regrets, to go through the season without regrets. Um, that's like top of our list. You know what? I want all of the athletes to be able to get to the end of the season and go, you know what? I have zero regrets. I do it all over again. And I had the most fun that I ever had ever. Um, so, you know what, that's always something that we talk about, um, with that, you know what, controlling our controllables, we can't control whether we win, but you know, darn well, we're going to work, <laughs> we're going to work and we're going to have fun. Um, you know what, vying for a national championship. You guys are long overdue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you agree, but, um, you know what, everything happens for a reason and, um, you know what, we're, we're going to keep working. We're going to keep, we're going to keep challenging and keep tweaking and, um, it'll happen. <laughs> Last question. And this is something that we've been asking all of the coaches that we talked to, but what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in your time as a head coach? Ooh, um, as a, just me personally or in the gym or just, um, it can be whatever. I think honestly, however you, like whatever came to your head when you heard that question, I think that's what we're wanting. Okay. Here's what came to my head. Um, I don't know if anybody else has said this, finding my balance mm, yep. um, of being present when I'm in the gym and being fully committed going home, being able to be present with my family. Um, and I think 
the harder part is like being mindful of me and taking care of me as well yeah. on top of everything. Um, so really just finding that balance and being able to, I, I morph, I've morphed, you know, into this is my ninth season. Can't believe that. Um, <laughs> and evolved and changed to help make it a little bit more balanced. Yeah. I don't think anyone has said that. No, nope. that's a good answer though. Yeah. Honestly. You got to have that work-life balance. I think that's good. That's good. Hey, life, it's really important. It's really important. So, um, yeah, I think that's something that um, I've learned. I've, I've learned a lot of over the last couple of years. Is there anything else that we didn't ask you that you want to mention and you want people to know about your team? Um, how passionate I am, how passionate my staff is for, for our team and, um, just what an exceptional group of young women we have this year. You know, they're, they're student athletes, they're human beings first. Um, and, uh, just seeing the joy and happiness on their face and whatever it is they're doing just makes me extremely happy. So really grateful to, uh, be standing by their side this upcoming season and looking forward to a really exciting season. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I can't believe yeah. the season's already almost here. We're like, it's almost here. What? Like, two weeks so when do you guys break for like the holidays so we uh sunday we will leave um we'll have practice sunday morning and then everybody will go home through the 26th so we get a good good amount yeah um, our first meet is until the 12th or whatever that second friday is so yeah. we have that first okay. friday we actually have 10 days when we get back which is really nice it's yeah than normal um so looking forward to not having to you know panic and rush r rush back in and be be able to come back um safely and you know getting everybody you know prepared for season is that a coincidence or did you intentionally schedule the schedule that way so that you guys had that time to come back we intentionally scheduled it okay, that way. that's smart very smart it that. Seasons long enough and yeah. um we we have x amount of meets i don't think that, that I don't think we need more than that. Um, yeah. You know what? 15 meets a year for these young women, it's, it's sufficient. Um, so yeah, we didn't need to add another meet this year. Very smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, excited to see your team this season. I think it's going to be another great year for the Gators. Thank you so much. We want to say thank you so much to Jenny for coming on our show and being the last coach in our Coach's Corner series. We really appreciate the insight into your team and best of luck to the Gators this season. Now moving into our season preview for Florida, I think one of the biggest storylines for Florida this season is going to be the loss of two of their top all-arounders and two of the top all-arounders in the country from last season. Trinity Thomas, who we all know is arguably one of the greatest gymnasts of all time in the NCAA, and Kayla DiCello, who was also a phenomenal all-arounder for them in her freshman year, who is now deferring to train for the Paris 2024 Olympics. So I think for any team to immediately have athletes that can come in and replace two top top all-arounders is not a small feat. Right, like all-arounders that go 9-9 nine, nine plus easily every single week at every event. It's not an easy thing to do mm -hmm. to replace that, but I will say having the number one freshman class coming in doesn't hurt. <laughs>
They're also losing Rachel Bauman, who competed primarily on floor last season. Leah Clapper, who did stuff on and off in her career. She was kind of more of a backup depth person. I would say Beam was the event that we saw her the most on. They also had Sav, who was injured last season, so she didn't really contribute to lineups, but historically was bars and vault for the Gators. And then Hallie Taylor, who did not really compete too much in her career. But when we did see her, it was on floor, if I'm remembering correctly. So there are pretty big shoes to fill, but like you mentioned, Florida has a really strong freshman class, one that I am really, really excited to see this season. And I think that, you know, they might not necessarily walk in and just suddenly be Trinity Thomas, but there's just so much talent and potential here that like, I think with the, all of them combined, I was just about to say that. I feel like there's so much versatility in this freshman class. They all have, not only is it a fairly large freshman class with six athletes, but they all have different strengths. You have some athletes that are like really, really strong on vault and floor. You have some that are strong primarily on bars and beam. So I feel like they all kind of balance each other out. And when you combine each of these athletes' strongest events, you are looking at, you know, several nine, nine plus routines that can fill some of those spots that Trinity and Kayla left behind. Yeah, this is a really well-rounded group of freshmen. So they're getting Alyssa Carolina Arena. I believe that's how you say her last name. She is the 2023 Level 10 National Uneven Bar and Beam Champion from this past season. Absolutely stunning on those two events. We have Kaylee Bluffstone, who got third on vault at Nationals this past year. She's also the Florida State Champion on vault from 2023 and the Region 8 Vault Champion from 2023. So vault, definitely her strongest event, but floor, she's amazing as well. She's bringing a Big E-pass, I talked full in. And it looked great at their, I forget what, oh, Hype Night, that's what they call it. (laughs) I always forget like what each school calls their like in arena, inner squad meet. But yes, Hype Night, we saw her floor team and her full in for her first pass and it looked amazing. So good and also loved her choreography. She had a really fun, high energy routine. I think she's going to be somebody that I think people are sleeping on a little bit. Again, we always talk about fantasy gymnastics. I haven't seen too many people drafting Kaylee and I think maybe they're just like afraid that she's not going to consistently make the lineup. But, but there's room in the lineups for these freshmen to step in. Totally. I have Kaylee in my floor lineup at the moment. So <laughs> I love her routine. I think she's electric. I think they're going to want that in their lineup. There's also Gabby Disador, who is a level 10 national champion in the all around from 2018. And then in 2021 at level 10 nationals, she was second on an even bars and bars is an event where I can see her probably contributing the most, particularly in her first season. I think she's coming back from some sort of injury. Yeah, Jenny didn't specify what the injury was, but from what we've heard from people who have seen the Gators and all their inner squads and have more insight into the team than we do, I've gathered that she's coming back from some sort of injuries. Mm-hmm. She is training bars, like you mentioned. That's the event that I think that she would likely make anyways. And doing dismounts now. Recently started doing dismounts, and then Jenny in the interview mentioned that she also recently started doing stuff on beam. So that's another event to potentially look for her this season as well. Danny Ferris is going to be incredible her entire career as you heard in the interview unfortunately is gonna miss the first couple weeks of the season because she fell off her scooter it happens <laughs> but that, that literally i feel like we've heard that same story so many times whether yeah. it's like a scooter or like tripping over a mat athletes are just clumsy and that's no shade to danny <laughs> It just, it happens. Honestly, like, she should know that she's not alone. It happens. (laughs) But we are so excited to see her gymnastics. Her vault, maybe one of the best Yurchenko one and a halfs I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's coming from a Michigan fan who got to witness Abby High School's beautiful vault for the last five (laughs) seasons. And I am strongly of the opinion that that's one of the best one and a halfs, if not the best one and a half. 
But Danny Ferris. I remember I remember watching videos of her like before she even committed to Florida and being like, whoever gets this girl, like whatever school she goes to, they are so lucky. And yeah, she has a career high of ten on vault. I mean, not surprising. Yeah, she's just so, so amazing. All of the freshmen, honestly, have really good career highs. I'm just looking at vault and what they have coming into college. A lot of them, like Kaylee Bluffstone has a 9925 career high. Anya Pilgrim, one we haven't mentioned yet, has a 995 career high on vault. Yeah, let's we'll get into vault in a second. Let's finish going through the freshmen and then we'll kind of like dive into Mm -hmm. the events. I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. But Danny Ferris, 2022 level 10 national champion on vault. Bars and floor, casual. She's the 2021 Level 10 National Vault Champion, also the 2021 Nasty Looking Cup Vault Champion. And then Ani Pilgrim, you may have seen her recently at the World Championships and the Pan American Games representing Barbados, but she's also had a lot of success as a Level 10. She finished second all around at Nationals, Level 10 Nationals this past year. At the Nastia Cup, she was fifth all around, fourth on vault, and fourth on floor. She's the 2022 Level 10 National Champion on vault. She also was an elite back in the day for the U.S., so she has a lot of experience. She's literally done it all. (laughs) And then the last freshman in this freshman class for the Gators is Skylar Dracer, another one who was an elite gymnast in the U.S. a couple of years ago. She was third on bars at Level 10 Nationals this year, and she's also a 2023 Nastia Cup qualifier. So they have a really, really, really strong freshman class. In addition to what they're losing and what they're gaining, we should probably mention Riley McCusker is out for the season, unfortunately. And she was really, really looking great last season on bars and beams. So finally was hitting her stride. Yeah. Scoring really well. Gutted for her. She has had the worst luck with injuries. And I feel like she was finally at a place where she was healthy and doing some of her best gymnastics. Yeah. I was hoping that she was just going to build off of last season and we maybe see her on like floor this year. And I I think Florida probably was hoping for that as well, just with everybody that they're losing. Like Riley, somebody that I could see like stepping up and even contributing more and more. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a blow. And then Leanne Juan as well, training for the Olympics, which are six months away. I mean, Jenny talked about it a little bit in the interview, but, you know, there's a possibility that she might not do all around every single weekend, and she's a really big scorer for the Gators. It'll also be interesting to see what kind of skills they throw into her routine, you know, when they take that risk and get her the experience of competing a new skill, and when they just stick to their, you know, quote-unquote, more simplified routines. Mm -hmm. But I think that the biggest people that we're going to be looking to for the Gators to really step up is going to be Sloan Blakely and Victoria Wynn. I can see them being like kind of the leaders of this team and bringing in hopefully more consistently those big scores to kind of make up for some of what they're losing. Yeah, Victoria, we mentioned in the interview, got a 10 in their in-gym inner squad. Her vault looks so, so good. Last season, she struggled a bit with inconsistency on yeah. it. She came through. It was in the NCAA finals. Yeah, because she only did two vaults and I think Oklahoma was the first one and it was very, very scary. And then we didn't see her again until NCAAs. And she did the all around. That was her first yeah. time like actually doing the all around in a meet. And she got the vault to her feet. It, it was a good vault. So I feel like we're going to see her build off of that going into the season. Actually, she may have done one more vault during the season, not counting that Oklahoma one because she has a 9.875 average, but just from two vaults. So... I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head what other... Oh, I see what you're saying. Because there's no way that's counting in the 
They may have the, been in the warm-up. No, the vault that she messed up, I think she was in the exhibition spot. Mm, so it didn't count. That's she right. She did two counting vaults, one of which was nationals. The other one we're probably just not remembering. It was probably like regionals. Or... There's too much gymnastics to remember at all. But she did two vaults last season. I didn't really consider her, you know, someone that was going to be a super strong vaulter for the Gators. But I don't know. She's kind of changing my mind. Just with these preseason videos that we've seen, I think that she may be a vault girly now. Also, Sloan Blakely, you mentioned her. She has her career high of 9.975 on this event. Hasn't always been the most consistent, but when she hits, man, is it good. Mm-hmm. And Ali Lazari, I think having her back is going to be a huge boost. Yes. Only did beam last season, but has vaulted before. She has a career high of 9.9 from 2021, and that was with the Yurchenko full, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, has she ever competed the one and a half? I feel like I only remember seeing her do the full. the full. And then the past two seasons, she's been either injured or coming back from an injury and wasn't doing ball. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess whoever's listening, if you know the answer and you want to correct us, please do. I believe I've only seen her compete the full. And we've seen training videos of the of, one and a half. Yeah. But either way, it looks phenomenal. And I'm super, super excited to see that in Florida's lineup. Peyton Richards is another option. She has a career high of 995, a season average last year of 984. So just shy of a 985, which is pretty steady. Luckily, the Gators, with all the freshmen coming in, still have enough 10 start values to have that full lineup of 10 well, and, and some, some backup options. Yeah, I think they have, we counted 10 10 start values. At least that was the last time we counted. And I don't think we've seen anybody new added into the mix. Let me recount. Okay, so actually I think there's nine. But Gabby Disador, I think in the past has done one. So I don't think we're going to see that this season. So I guess maybe if you're counting her as an option down the line, they would have potentially ten. But nine, I think realistic. Ten all-star values for sure, which is amazing depth. Yeah, that's big. Most top teams are lucky to have, you know, just the full lineup of ten all-star values. So Mm -hmm. to have... As many strong backup options as they're going to have is a massive benefit to them. Yeah, I think Vault is going to be one of the strongest events for the Gators this season. And honestly, I don't know. Hopefully I'm not jinxing it, but I see this being an event that was even better than last season. Like, I just see Mm -hmm. them being more consistent and... Well, I think it's the addition of the freshmen. Like, I I think we can attribute that to them. They just have... They have a lot of experience. And I think that, like, you can already, despite the fact that they're a freshman, just trust them to go up there and, like, hit a good ball, you know? Because they have the results as level 10s or elites to back it up. Mm -hmm. Like, really, really quality. Your chinko one and a half's on that are like lineup ready and i think another strong event for them is going to be floor yeah we've seen some upgrades being trained peyton richards we've seen doing the full twisting double ao i don't know if she's actually going to do that in competition but oh i doubt it it would be fun <laughs> ali lazari Her double layout is consistent yeah like, i don't think they actually will. don't if it's not broke don't fix it <laughs> yeah ali lazari of course being back she has a career high of 9925 on this event from 2021 which is when she last did floor Leanne Wan is the highest scoring returner with a 9.91 average mm-hmm. from last season. Incredible. We mentioned so many skills to pick from. She has her Arabian double front pike, the double layout. She did an elite. Like, which said in the interview, my money, I'm putting my vote on the double layout. That's what I would like her to do. <laughs> she was so good in elite with sticking, like two feet, absolutely stuck cold, sticking in that double layout. She was really good at sticking the double-double, too. Like, maybe she should bring the double-double to college. That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) when she's able to take a small step back like they do in college, it's going to be so consistent. 
know. I'm, just, and, I'm here for it. You know, maybe she'll switch it up and every week she'll do a new patch just to keep everyone on their toes. You sounds know? like it. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like that's the plan. So looking forward to that. Morgan Hurd is yes. looking amazing. We've seen her training a double, not training, like she did it during their hype, hype night. night meet. The double layout on floor. I was not expecting that, but it looked really good. It looked so good. And she did that at their hype night the year prior, and it didn't manifest into her floor routine, the couple floor routines that she did do last season. So I'm hoping this is the year because it looks amazing. Her choreography is amazing. I've missed Morgan Hurd on mm-hmm. floor. I have good good vibes for her this year. Like, I think this is going to be her year. I think she's going to have her Riley McCusker arc mm-hmm. where, like, she's had all these injuries. It's been a rocky road. But this is the year that she's going to, like, it's all going to come together. Yeah. And she's going to be doing, you know, some of the best gymnastics that she's capable of doing right now. I can just feel it. Mm-hmm. Lori Brubach, we've seen training a double layout. Yes. Um, Danny Ferris, we've seen training a double layout, which, again, with her thumb injury, I don't think that... I mean, we'll see. There's a possibility she might bring out an upgrade, but I think the priority is going to be getting back. Well, consistently in her level 10 career, she did a tucked full end. So I would imagine that they're going to go with what she's yeah. most consistently doing in the past, which yeah. is that full end. Yeah, I don't think we're going to necessarily see the upgrade, but just worth noting that she has been seen training it and it is an option even just for the future also danny ferris has a career high of 10 on this event period (laughs) skylar dracer a beautiful double layout anya pilgrim has a double layout so they have a lot of e-passes on floor um kaylee bluffstone we mentioned the tucked full in sky blakely did do an arabian double front sounds like she's not going to be doing that this year but honestly i think probably for the best like Really, they want to maximize the scoring potential. And, you know, you got to go with what's most consistent. I know the gymnastics fans like to see the e-passes and they like to see the three-pass routines. But I think just with the way the code is right now, like... There's no incentive for... To really even doing the difficulty, honestly. In college, it's so... There's so much focus on being clean. And being perfect. Yeah. That... You know, it's, that's kind of like the, st- the smartest strategy for a lot of these teams. So. Three passes opens you up to more deductions being taken and also, like, increases the potential risk for injury. Mm-hmm. So I think if they want to revamp the college code, they could potentially make it so that way if you're doing a two-pass routine, you would need to do something like, you know, a double layout or yeah. some sort of, like, e-pass. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. But like you said, I think at this point in time, a lot of teams are just focusing on... What's going to get them the highest score. <laughs> what's going to get them the highest score, but also, like, injury prevention mm-hmm. and just, like, managing bodies, which would be doing a two-pass routine for most athletes, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So, And the code allows for that yeah. at this point in time. It was just something that I've seen a lot of people talking about online. Not in not in regards to slow, just in general. Like, that's, like, one of the hottest conversations right no, now. No, that's, like, totally the hottest topic right yeah. now going into college season. And I feel like my – like, I get it. I get both sides. Like, I get – we want to see big, exciting gymnastics, which is why I'm in favor of if you're doing a two-pass routine, I believe that you should be having an e-pass of some sort. Mm-hmm. But I also get it from the athlete and the coaching perspective of – there's no point. These like, athletes are in college, and a lot of them have been doing gymnastics their entire lives. Most of them, especially on these top teams at a very high level, it's hard on their body. And an extra pass is just more pounding. It's also more room for deduction, for error. And you can still get a 10 start value and score just as high with a two-pass routine. So 
I get it. But anyways, I think Floor is going to be... I don't know which one. If Vol is stronger than Floor or Floor is stronger than Vol. I think they're equally as strong. I think it's a wash. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, they're both strong. Like we mentioned from the beginning, just the uh, freshman's ability to come in and fill up several lineup spots. And they already have the E-passes. Mm-hmm. They have the experience. I, I see this being a very good event for Florida. I think Bars and Beam is going to be strong, too. I think Bars... If there's potentially a weak point, I would say maybe is bars. I don't think that it's a weak event by any means, but maybe they have less depth options that are high scoring, at least that we know of. Right. It's hard. And that's where it's difficult with freshmen <laughs> because you don't know how they're going to score. You don't know how their routines are going to translate into college and how they're going to compete in college week after week. So I feel like bars is the lineup with the most new faces in it. You're going to have Liang Wan. You're going to have Sky Blakely, who's been a solid leadoff for them. I imagine Victoria Wen is still going to be in that lineup. But other than that, you're looking at three athletes that are completely new to this lineup. Ali Lazari can most definitely get into this lineup. But then there's also the freshmen. Like, I think Alyssa, Arena, Gabby Disador, if, you know, she's ready to go and she's healthy. I think this is going to be her strongest event. Danny Ferris, of course, when healthy, would be in this event as well. So I think that they're going to be able to play with their lineups. Anya Pilgrim as well. Um, I mean, even, heck, Morgan Hurt. We've seen her training on bars. I think that scares me with her history of, you know, having, like, elbow and, you know, issues that prevent her from consistently training bars. So I think for that reason, I'm hesitant to put her in my bar lineup. But I think she definitely is an option, for sure. And there's Peyton Richards, too. I know she's not, like, the strongest bar worker in the world, but she has pretty consistently done bar routines for the Gators, and... At least last season. Yeah, and does bring in, you know, usable scores most of the time, so they have options on this event. I think, like you said, just some of them not as experienced competing week after week in college a.k.a. freshman, <laughs> or Ali Lazari, like, it's been so long. So I think we'll need, like, the first couple of weeks just to see, like, how things play out. But it'll all, like, sort itself out, I yeah. think. And it'll end up being a strong event for them, most likely. I think just initially, when you look at the lineups or the potential lineups, I think my eyes goes to bars as, like, the, the one with the most uncertainty just because of the freshmen and people returning from injuries. And then Beam, I think Beam is going to be another strong event for them. It was last year. I mean, you have Leanne Lawn, Ali Lazari, two phenomenal Beamers. Victoria Wynn it was amazing on that event last season. Sloan Blakely does well on Beam. Morgan Hurd, I want her in this lineup. <laughs> I think if there's any event she's most likely to make and most likely to consistently score well in, it's going to be Beam. Yeah. Beam was her event as an elite. And I also feel like Beam is an event where she can do a lot of like no hand skills. So she won't have to worry about any like of her injury concerns, any of that. She can do a no hands beam routine. And (laughs) I think the scoring potential is really there. I mean, her technique is just beautiful. She's the kind of athlete that doesn't have built in deduction. So if she hits a routine, it's going to score well. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed that she stays healthy and she can make her way into this beam lineup and consistently stay there because I think that she can bring so much to this lineup. There's also Alyssa Arena. I don't think we mentioned her yet on beam, but she's absolutely stunning on that event. Anya Pilgrim is definitely an option. Peyton Richards has done beam in the past. I think Danny Ferris. 
Kaylee Bluffstone we've seen in preseason. I think those are the athletes that... Skylar Dracer probably too is, is an option on beam, I would say. Yeah, and then also healthy Gabby Disador. They have options for sure. So what is your overall feeling? What's your prediction? What are the vibes for Florida this season? Well, they finished second at Nationals the past two seasons, and they've been the team that's been the closest to beating Oklahoma. I think they have another strong team this year. I think this is a team that will be in the Final Four contending for that national title. Florida always finds their way there. I was going to say. years past when, like, you think that it's not going to be their year, and they somehow still end up winning the SEC title. They're still in the finals at Nationals. You can never count out Florida. You can never. Truly. Like, I've learned that. So, I I think, yeah, I think they're going to do amazing things this season. I think it's a really strong team. I think it might be a more inexperienced team that we're used to seeing, especially in the most recent years. But I wouldn't necessarily say that because they've lost Trinity Thomas and and temporarily Kayla DiCello that like that they don't have a shot at a national title and an SEC title. Like this is still a very, very strong team. And like we said at the very beginning, having such a well-balanced and experienced freshman class, I mean, you can't they, ask for more than that. No, I mean, Trinity is obviously an incredible athlete, but she's four routines. You know, these freshmen combined bring in way more than four routines and mm-hmm. they have potential to become, you know, really high scorers as well. So I think I really just want to see like the first couple of weeks just to see how people are adjusting and see how things are going and like how people are scoring. But I think you'll find after the first couple of weeks that like Florida is still one of those top yes. teams. Like, I think some people were expecting a drop-off because of losing Kayla and Trinity. And that's fair, I think. Like, that's a fair assumption to make. But I think when you actually see these freshmen in action, people will quickly realize that, like, this is still a very, very lethal Florida team. Yep. So, yeah, I see them being, you know, in the mix for another SEC title. I see them in the mix for making Final Four. And I see them in the mix for contending for a national title but there's a lot of teams that are contending for this national title yeah i wouldn't say that i have florida as like a favorite to win the title by any means but are they in it absolutely so it's gonna be an exciting season okay to wrap up we're gonna do our question of the week and someone asked us who our favorite college gymnast of all time is i feel like we've answered this before have we not we may have i absolutely think we have at some point i mean i'll answer it again again. i think we're gonna have the same answer well, I kind of, it's hard to pick just one, honestly. I went back and forth in my head with a couple options. I think if Oh, I'm... I wasn't going to pick just one. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know we were breaking the rules. Okay. Um, I, I got to say, I mean, it's fitting with this episode as well. I got to say Trinity Thomas. She's been so fun to watch. I mean, her gymnastics, I, I don't even need to say. Like, you all know. Like, she's just incredible. Best double layout in the biz. I don't care what anyone says. No one will ever double layout like Trinity Thomas did. <laughs> <laughs> and I miss her floor routines already in Florida's lineup. Like her choreography was always some of my favorites. Yeah, she and, was just fun to watch. And like, yeah. you know, she has all the accolades and very well deserved. So, you know, she's going to go down in history as one of the greatest of all times and rightfully so. And being at Nationals when she stuck that vault in mm-hmm. the finals and, and matched the 10 record, the all-time 10 record, that was such a beautiful moment. Yeah, that like, was so exciting. everybody in the arena was like on their feet. I had chills. Like, it was like respect. I, I have, have chills right now. I have chills right now just thinking about it. It was an amazing moment. Like I was so glad that we were there to witness that. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, I think everybody in that crowd, no matter what team they were rooting for, in that moment, 
everyone just like had respect for Trinity Thomas and what she had accomplished. And I think that was a really cool moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the competition and rivalries that was all put aside. And in that moment, like everyone just appreciated really good gymnastics. So yeah, that was one of my favorite moments probably like of all time. I have to say, I'm really surprised that you picked a Florida gymnast and not a Michigan girly. Oh. I was like, we're going to have the same answer. And you're like, oh, no. I, I, have actually- another, I have another answer, but it's still not Michigan. Really? Yeah. I'm being true to my kid self. You are like, you're foul for that. I'm being true to my kid self. I mean, Courtney Kupatz was the reason that we like started watching college gymnastics. No, that's fair. And I loved her gymnastics. To be honest with you, I still look her up on YouTube and watch her videos because I still love watching her gymnastics. She I mean, was great. She was a 10 almost. She was like the Trinity Thomas before Trinity Thomas. Yeah. Like of her era, she was Trinity I'm Thomas. I'm actually surprised that she's not at the top of the all-time 10 record. Yeah. Like, she had a lot of times. She had a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of national titles. It feels like she should be up there. So consistent, too. Like, she was the kind of person that would stick it on every event more times than not. She was entertaining to watch on floor. I don't know. I I loved watching her as a kid, and I think that she's kind of the reason that we got into college gymnastics. I mean, l- quite literally, she's the reason that we went to a Michigan meet for the first time. It's because Georgia was at Michigan, and... She wasn't even competing. I think she was injured that year, and we didn't have internet at the time, so we had no idea that she was injured. You're aging us by saying we didn't have internet at the time? Not okay. because the internet didn't exist, but our, our family was too poor to have internet. <laughs> so. That or they just like weren't with the times. I don't know which one it was. I think a combination of both. Maybe. But she was basically just on the sidelines, but we we, want, we just wanted to see her. <laughs> no, I... I respect your answers. Those are actually really like solid answers. And, mm-hmm. I, and I agree with them. It's hard to pick just one person. Cause I think we have respect and love for so many gymnasts yeah. for so many years. Cause I know who you're going to say. And yes, I also agree with I that. I feel like I have to, like, I feel it so deeply in my heart. This is not going to come as a surprise to anybody or it shouldn't at least. I have to pick Abby high school, Abby Brenner and Natalie Wojcik. And honestly, the entire <laughs> Michigan team, I, I know I'm so bad, but like if I had, if you forced me to pick three athletes, narrow it down. Well, the, the question, the question was one. I I can't. I can't. Okay. Well, I do want to know, though, if you had to, if you had okay, to pick. Okay, so let me explain. I would say Abby High School, Abby Brenner, and Natalie Wojcik, because as a Michigan fan, I was so excited for them to get to campus. I knew that those girls were going to be able to do something special. Like, I really, truly believed that they had what it took to, like, take Michigan to new heights and to be what I was thinking at the time was just going to be, like, national contenders, for the first time in years, I think Michigan back in, like, the 90s got, like, second twice. But for the most part, like, I would say ever. Like, Michigan was never consistently national title contenders. No. And I knew that this team with Brenner High School and Wojciech. And Gabby Wilson this year, Brooks, coming, in, I, coming in the following that's year. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's I really all of them. But, like, I knew that they were going to be able to bring Michigan to new heights. And they won the national title in 2021. And for a fan of this program, they had the best four years, five years, I guess. If you count the COVID year, 2020, the season was shaping up to be incredible. And then, of course, it ended early. But, I mean, like, really, truly, four to five years was some of the best years in, in Michigan's program history. It was exhilarating as a fan to live through that, the breaking of program records and all the tens that we're not used to seeing at Michigan, the individual national champions, the team national champion, you know, there's just so, so much of that team was able to accomplish. And I think that the Abbeys and Nat had a lot to do with that. And Mm so I think for that reason, like they, they gave me some of the best years of my gymnastics fan, Michigan gymnastics fan life. Um, if I had to pick one of them, 
out of the three. I would say maybe Abby High School because... <laughs> of her beam routine. <laughs> her beam routine that won, but no, I was actually thinking her vault. Mm-hmm. Like, just so, so clean. So good. She's goaded. They all are goaded. I'm in love with each of them. So, <laughs> and they know that. So, yeah, I think your answers are good, but like, I also got to like, you know. Yeah, get... no, that's, that's fair. It's sometimes it's more than just like their gymnastics accomplishments. I think for me, it's like how the moment made you feel. That sounds really deep and cheesy. But like, I think that's why yeah. they resonate with me so much is because like as a Michigan fan, a passionate Michigan fan, yeah, they, they brought Michigan to new levels and it was just really exciting to like witness that be like alive and thriving alongside them in that era and getting to be there for all of that. So um, like I said, I think it's not always about like the accomplishments, but like getting to witness history mm-hmm. and like the way you feel in those moments. Like that's what I remember. Yeah. And I feel like they played such a big role in that. So yeah. that's kind of a long that's answer. That's a good answer. Um, I guess we'll leave this in. If you're listening on Spotify, we'll make this the question. If you like scroll down a little bit, you'll see a little box with a question. We'll make this the question. So who is your favorite NCAA gymnast of all time? We want to know. And why. And why. Let us know. That does it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, we'd like to end by thanking our Patreon supporters. Seriously, you guys are amazing. I feel like the support we've gotten recently has been like borderline overwhelming like (laughs) so many of you have been supporting us and just messaging us kind things and we like really really appreciate it i don't even know how to like properly convey it in words but i hope you guys know how much we appreciate you and just how much your support means to us so thank you if you enjoy this podcast and you are interested in becoming a patreon supporter we always have a link in the show notes down below to our Patreon page. And also you can check on our social media pages. There's a link tree link in our bio and you can find it there as well. As well as the question of the week submission form. That's also in the link tree. We'll be back on Thursday with what is probably going to be our final episode of the year. Not probably. It definitely is. <laughs> Me and Ashley need a break. I, I was cracking up editing this. I feel like knowing us, I feel like we sound dead. We're like fine. But yeah. we're, I feel like we're, like, trying to pull it together. Like, I think me and Ashley just need a break. We've been busting out two episodes a week for the past two months. I've been in grad school. Ashley's working, like, a million hours. I just feel like we've been doing so much, and we desperately need a break. My so brain like, just needs to shut off for a tiny bit. Yeah. So we'll be back in the new year, but we also have an episode coming out Thursday. So that episode will be the remainder of our season previews. And obviously, we're not going to be able to preview every team, but... If there's like three or four teams in particular that people want us to talk about, we'd be happy to do so. So Utah is one that we're for sure going to do because they're obviously a top team. Yeah. But there's Kentucky, Georgia. I would love to talk about Georgia, Denver, Oregon State, Auburn. Those are just some of the ones that come to mind is like the quote unquote top teams that we haven't talked about yet. So if there's one that you like really strongly believe we should talk about, please message us or email us, whatever you prefer. Um, whatever one we feel like is getting the most like votes or not votes, maybe, but like attention. Maybe we'll do a poll on like X and Instagram as well. Yeah, we can do. We'll figure yeah. that out. So look for our social media. Either way, if you have a strong opinion, make sure you voice it to us so we can factor that in. Because yeah, we're not going to be able to do all of them. That would be a ridiculously long episode. We would like to pick like three four tops and like really focusing on those so make sure you let us know your preferences we hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you on thursday bye bye